Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Those were amazing words, and those are the kind of words that are going to set us free, amen, every time, right? And um, just before I get going tonight, just great to have my wife here, right there. Raise your hand, honey bunny. Yeah. Uh, also really great to have our friends from the Carolinas, the Anselm and Shallon, thanks for being here. Uh, hopefully we'll see more of them. And Josh and Kara, they're awesome. They're our worship leaders in Baltimore. So... Uh, great anointing on their lives. Pastor Mark, great to have him and, and Kim. Kim's a, a missionary in Texas. Actually, she's a missionary to the whole world, actually. <laughs> uh, really just going around the room. Matt, of course, great to have Matt here in the back. And Pirio. Pirio works with our missions department. So if you have any questions about missions, she is the right person to talk to. And Nyla. Well, I'm going to miss somebody, but really... Pastor Tim, Mary Galino, where's Mary? She's back there somewhere. Oh, there she is, okay. Um, so we all woke up at 3 o'clock this morning, so uh, praise the Lord. Feel, how are we feeling? Feeling all right? What's your name? <laughs> actually, I feel pretty good, actually. Um, really huge thank you to Saya and Dr. Jack. Just there, um, just a lot of labor behind the scenes. Thank you for all that you do. And Becky, everybody, thank you. Give yourselves a big hand. Really. Um, so uh, I'm, we're just going to share a couple words, and then we, uh, we'll have some food and, and a, some, some talk together. Uh, we call it a discussion time. So uh, if you would, can you turn to Jeremiah chapter 9? I'd like to continue that thought. Uh, Pastor Root was saying we saw all of Atlanta today. Yes, we did. I think we drove 250 miles. Um, so I had, I had four visitations, and I did not know the size of Atlanta. So we had a lot of joy, and I think, I think he needs to have Jiffy Lube for his car. <laughs> hey, by the way, huge thank you to Naseba in the back. She's the one that put this room together. So... Naseba's a real treasure. Raise your hand, Naseba. She's she was uh, one of our amazing ladies in Uzbekistan that's now here. So uh, get to know her. She's a real blessing. And uh, anyway, I'm just very excited to just see your faces. And uh, we all know that Pastor Wu got a, got a place. He's now permanent. He's a permanent fixture in a week. So all your problems, complaints, no. You can talk to him. No, just kidding. No, I'm very, honestly, all joking aside, uh, you, can, you can see that he walks with God. And um, looking forward, uh, really, we're going to be seeing visitors every month. We're going to see more people coming down here by the grace of God, working this very open field. Like, I'm very moved in my spirit. I can, just the response tonight, just the response of the conversation that we had today, uh, just our time at the OK Cafe, that's always a good time, right? Yeah. Anyway, so, 
Jeremiah 9, uh, just thinking with you, uh, just thinking tonight about God being, Jesus being our starting point. I want to think about that for just a few minutes um, in light of these verses. Think about that. When a runner starts a race, the way he starts it will really determine how he finishes it, right? Because uh, you can lose a race in your mind even before you start the first step, right? So thinking like a winner, thinking not only like a winner, but thinking in Christ, we uh, really experience victory. And, and I was praying, I've been praying for weeks with you and, and a tool and the Zoom calls on Thursdays. We've been having a good, how many are with us on the Zoom calls on Thursdays? Hey, those are a lot of fun. I know some of you don't like technology, it's okay. Uh, but I, we have such a good time praying. We pray for Atlanta and the, and the families here. And, um, but just in prayer, just thinking about really our starting point is Christ. Isn't that good? We just heard a great message. That if we start with ourselves, guess what? We'll end up in a natural or broken conclusion. But when we start with Christ, guess what? We are changed. We are transformed. And as we are praying these weeks, I just had this thought like, Lord, Break the chains in our life. Lord, change our thinking. Lord, help us to experience who you are in our life. How many want that? How many want that? All of us, right? I don't want to leave the same way I came in. I don't want to play church. I don't want to read my Bible and be a good little Christian. I want to be someone like that's on fire, amen? On fire, right? So, so, so much on fire, the fire alarm goes off, right? I think, Pastor Wu, I think they were doing that in your building, right? The fire alarm kept going off. That's because you're burning. You're on fire. <laughs> okay. He's on fire. All right. Great verse here. Uh, look with me in Jeremiah 9.23. And uh, it says, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Nor let the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories, glories in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, saith the Lord. How many love this verse? Right? If my starting point is my might, my riches, my ability, my wisdom, guess what? It will never get me to where I need to go. And where I need to go every day of my life is, Lord, I want to know you greater today. You know, we were talking today about Atlanta. It's like, Lord, we want this to be your work. We want this to be your, uh, your, your trophy of your grace. And, and this is what I love what Jeremiah is saying. And don't you love Jeremiah? Jeremiah was the weeping prophet. Think about this. For 40 years, Isaiah is speaking to the nation of Israel. And guess what? Israel's distracted, she's full of idols, and she is in deep sin, and Israel goes into bondage. And guess what happens? Jeremiah comes in, and he is a weeping prophet, and this is what he's saying. The greatest thing that we can know today is who God is. Not who I am, like we just heard, but who God is. So I won't be long. I want to just give you a couple of verses here. Look at 1 Corinthians with me. Two nine. So what is your starting point? 
What is your starting point? Sometimes our feelings can be our starting point. Maybe our past experience can be our starting point. Maybe um, what I know can be our starting point. And Jeremiah is saying, glory in what you know about God. Who is God? We just heard it. He's a God that is uh, changing us in his goodness. Boy, I tell you what, if you tell somebody not to sin, they're going to sin even harder. But if you minister the goodness and graciousness of God, that will take away the appetite to live like the devil, right? Which is in all of our hearts. But we have been delivered, amen? How many has been delivered, right? We have been delivered from ourself, we pray. Amen? That's a great prayer. Lord, deliver me from myself today. Thank you, Lord. And then we're free. Then we're free. I think um, uh, Josh was telling me about a, about a testimony in Turkey. These guys were in Tur- uh, the country of Turkey not long ago. And he said that he met a guy and he said, I have, right, correct me if I'm wrong, I've been swimming in sand my whole life, right? But now I have found, you guys are like the ocean. You guys have found the ocean. You guys have found the ocean. Isn't that good? Yeah. Does that make sense? You ever swim in sand? What, what happens when you swim in sand? Get tired. You don't go anywhere, right? But when you swim in the ocean, what happens? There's freedom, right? Refreshment. So look at this in 1 Corinthians 2.9. What's our starting point? We can put so much pressure on ourselves. Got to pray more, got to read more, got to do more, got to be more, got to be, 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 be. God is saying... Glory in me, and I will bring to pass all that I have for you. Glory in me. Glory in me. We said today to be a worshiper and not a worrier. Isn't that good? Yes. Worrying is like being in a rocking chair, and you're just rocking that thing, and you're not going anywhere. You're using a lot of energy, but guess what's happening? Nothing. Right? That's worry. Right? Nothing. But when we pray, what happens? We're trusting. God's training us. And we're seeing his faithfulness. I mean, literally, you being here tonight is an answer to prayer, really. And that's a, that's a, that's a beautiful, beautiful testimony. Well, 1 Corinthians 2.9, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. And here's a statement I want you to catch tonight. The things, not the thing, but the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Think about that for a minute. Eye hath not seen nor ear heard. We cannot even comprehend the things that God himself has prepared for you. That's a great thought. I would say that is one of the most awesome definitions of grace. God is preparing something for me from him. Process that for a minute. God is preparing something for me from him. How many want that? James 1, right? The great, the good things from above come from the Father of lights. The perfect gifts, right? God is preparing something for you. What do you think he's preparing for you? Well, in John 14, it says he's preparing a place. Heaven. There is, in Jonah 2.9, he's preparing mercy for you. 1 Peter 5, he's preparing grace for you. 
He's preparing a provision for you of escape in 1 Peter. Isn't that great? God is preparing. <laughs> I don't know about you. Imagine preparing for a trip like we were preparing for the trip. And you're like going through all your mind and saying, am I forgetting something? You know, do I have this? Do I have that? We're preparing for a trip. God is saying, I am doing so much more than just the natural preparations. I am going to give you myself for every step of the way. Isn't that good? So no matter what we're facing today, he himself is preparing something perfect. Isn't that good? Not just something okay. Not something bare minimum. He's preparing something perfect for our families. Something perfect for my single life. Something perfect for my finances. Something perfect in my job. Something perfect in my marriage. Isn't that good? Something perfect in my health. Right? As we get older. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? (laughs) Can you still hear me? (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's perfect. Okay. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 2. Look at this with me. You're such good listeners. I am so encouraged that it's not me preparing something for me. Okay? Because I can prepare. Let's say a runner is training. A runner is... He is... uh, Training his body, eating right. He is doing all that he can so he can be the best runner. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that God is perfectly giving us something from his hand. I will give you what you need, not only when you need it, but when you don't even expect it. Isn't that good? When we're low and weak, God's strength will be made perfect. Why? Because he's prepared a perfect provision. How about when I'm out of my mind in worry or, or discouragement or fear? God is saying, I have a perfect provision for you that I have prepared. Please take it, right? Please eat and enjoy what I have prepared. I mean, how many of us have been in a situation where those chains can be so heavy and God comes in and says, I'm going to break those chains. I was thinking about Peter being in the jail and... Um, And he fell asleep in jail. Remember that? And the angel had to like kick him to wake him up. Imagine being kicked by an angel. Right? I don't know how that would feel. I know how it feels to be kicked, but uh, he 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 was in bondage. He was in a place where he couldn't change it. And God came in and said, I have a provision, and that's freedom. That's freedom. Okay, Ephesians chapter 2. So what is our starting point? What is our starting point? In prayer, how do we pray? We we pray and worship God and he gives us the unction for prayer. How do we turn from sin? We don't try not to sin because willpower is not enough. And pain seeks pleasure. So how do we deal with that? We start with Jesus and Jesus becomes our source. Isn't that good? He becomes our hope. He becomes our, our strength. All right, Ephesians chapter 2, how you doing? You good? All right, good, good, good. Verse 14, for he himself is our peace. Can you read that out loud? Let's read that out loud. For he himself is our peace. Let's try that again. For he himself 
is our peace. One more time. For he himself is our peace. So where's our peace today? In him, right? Know God, you have peace. You don't know God, we don't have peace. We've all lost our joy, we've all lost our peace. It's because something else is our starting point. You know, I was talking with a man recently that uh, in Baltimore that had a financial need and he's just working around the clock. I mean, he's pulling close to 100 hours and, he's, and, he's, and it's a real need. And I said, have you prayed about that real need? Have you sought the Lord on it? Not negating the value and importance of what you need. And you know what? He said, no. I said, let's pray. Let's just start committing this need to prayer. Because you're working harder, but are you working smart? So we began to pray together, and it's amazing. He had a $50,000 need. 50 Gs, right? That's a lot of money, isn't it? And he didn't have it. And you know what? God raised that money for him in an exponentially short period of time. And God did it his way, right? He stopped killing himself with the work thing, and I believe in working, but he started doing it with God. And the starting point became God. Starting point became faith. The starting point became hope in him. And guess what? Money came in for this need from places he didn't expect. Why? He himself is our peace. Why? Because he has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. Isn't that good? So God is saying, nothing can separate you from me. Nothing. Our fellowship can be broken, but not our connection. Isn't that good? I want to close with this verse tonight in Hosea. Hosea. So think about that. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Where is that found? Very good. Romans 8, 36 through 39. Nothing. Let's say that word together. Nothing. Can I separate me from the love of God? No. Can my sin? I might not experience the love of God, but it's there. Can my spouse or my kids or my job? No. Our starting point is the love of God. And what happens? The love of God is how I get to know and glory in who God is. Anything in our life, everything in our life needs to start with who is God? Who are you, God, in my situation? And this is an awesome verse, and I'll close with this. Somebody gave this illustration. They said um, they had a trial in their life, and, and uh, somebody said to this person, they said, what are you going to do about it? Okay, what, how are you going to handle this trial? And you know what the person did? I love this. I'll never forget it. They just said, okay, God, what are you going to do about it? Isn't that good? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? No, no. Okay, God, what are you going to do about it? He shift, they shifted the starting point, and now guess what happened? There was a supernatural demonstration of who God was or who God is. Boy, if I'm the starting point, we're going to crash and burn, right? But if, we, if God is the starting point, we're going to know him every time. Philippians 3.10, John said uh, that I may know him. And this is the danger. We can walk with God many years and think we know him. And I'm scared of this personally. And I don't want to live in my own understanding. But 
We are always discovering him. Isn't that good? How many love to discover? You ever go through your pants pockets and find a $10 bill? You're like, yeah. And hopefully it didn't go through the wash. (laughs) Right? You ever discover? I I was walking down the street the other day in Home Depot and I found a gift card and it was $50 on the gift card. It's like, thank you, Lord, I needed that. Right? Discovery. Our, Our life is a constant discovery. Discovering the value of prayer. Discovering the value of how much we can do nothing without him. Well, do we know this verse here in Hosea 2, 15? Look at this with me. And, and I want to just say, this is a message in itself, but um, 2, 15. Uh, I will give her vineyards from there and the valley of Achor as a door of hope. She shall sing, uh, she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and in the days when she came up from the land of Egypt. Okay? What is the valley of Achor? We know that that's the place where Achan was stoned because he stole and disobeyed God. Okay? Another way of saying the valley of Achor is it's a valley of weeping. It's a valley of pain or judgment. And guess what God says? I've got a door of hope right in the middle of it. You ever been in a situation where it it looks pretty bleak and then all of a sudden you find God in it and all of a sudden the situation doesn't even matter anymore? It's you and God. And guess what? We start singing. We start praising or we start rejoicing. And, And the outcome hasn't even changed yet. But what did we find? We found a door of hope. We found a transition place where we say, okay, God, I was here, but now I'm here with you. I was there, back there, trying to make it happen in my own way, but now I I walk through the door of hope, and I'm in a new place, a new transition, and I'm uh, I'm in a new place with God. That's my prayer this year, this, this weekend. We're discovering him. We're discovering the door of hope. One last verse here. Uh, Romans 15. How many want to discover a, a door of hope? <laughs> right? You ever find an old key? One of those big skeleton keys, and you're like, hmm, I want, hope this goes to something awesome, right? Right? Uh, maybe we look through the keyhole, and you're like trying to figure out what's on the other side of that door. I feel like sometimes in my Christian life, I'm like that. Kind of like... Pe- peering through the keyhole, trying to figure out, God, what are you doing? Where are we going? What what are you doing? God says, I'm going to open that door for you as you glory in me. Just worship while you're waiting. Enjoy me in the process, and I'll give you hope. That's one of the greatest four-letter words in the Bible. H-O-P-E. Amen? How many need hope today? Are we going to find that on CNN? Communist Network. Sorry to say that, but it's true. The Fox News. Are we going to find that on Fox News? Are we going to find that in our employers? Are we going to find that in our best-made plans? No. Who is our peace? He himself. That's our only starting point. If I gravitate, if I deviate from that starting point, guess what will happen? 
anxiety, fear, worry, and misery, really. But God says, I am your door of hope in John 10. I am your door. I am your door. Just like we walked through this door tonight. None of you walked through the wall, right? Anybody walked through the wall tonight? <laughs> oh, okay. Wow, that's pretty awesome. How'd you do that? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you kick in the wall? No. <laughs> so typically, you'd need a door. Will is not typical. Okay. He is our door. Okay. I want to close because uh, I want to have a discussion time and just really unpack this with you. 1513, here it is. What is hope? This is what hope is. It's in this verse. Now may the God of hope Fill you with all joy. And what is hope? It is peace in believing. Do you see those three beautiful words? How do I get hope? I'm I'm peaceful in believing God. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So today, maybe we're in the valley of Acre, right? Or in another, in another place, it says the Valley of Baca, which means the valley, a place of weeping. I talked to a, a lady recently who just lost her brother um, unexpectedly. And she goes, she goes, you know what? I feel like dancing inside. And she goes, I, I, feel, I feel bad that I'm not mourning my brother. And I said, I said, okay. I said, what do you mean by that? And she began to say, how much she knew her brother loved the Lord, followed the Lord, and today he was with the Lord, and she was dancing in her heart about it. I said, so then we see that in Psalm 30, go, God will turn your mourning into dancing. Go to that service and dance. <clears throat> Within reason. <laughs> and that's, we're different. We're Christians. We have a door of hope. We transition from darkness to light. We transition from Peace from a place of worry to a place of peace. And we transition from a place of doubt into great hope and great confidence. So, Father, thank you tonight. Lord, we need you to just reveal these things to us in a fresh way every day. We don't want to rejoice in anything that we've produced. We want to boast knowing you, that you are faithful. You are gracious. You are strong and mighty. Lord, thank you that you are in control. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for just the power that rests on everyone in this room, the authority they have in their faith. We pray that we would exercise that and live in this great door of hope, that you have something good prepared You are preparing it, and you do it perfectly. So, Father, thank you tonight. Thank you, Lord. Just really move in a mighty way in people's personal lives. And also today, if you do not know Jesus, and maybe tonight you're wondering what we're talking about, just know that he's a God that loves you, that is seeking you, that that has made you for his glory. And say yes to him tonight, just in a simple way, saying, Lord, I want to know you. I want to have you be my Lord and Savior. And then life will have meaning, purpose, and significance. 
because you're starting it with him. Lord, thank you. Bless your, bless your people tonight in Christ's name. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.